Perak Ches Mishnah Aleph. The last Perak of Masech this Yuma discusses the halachas of Yom Kippur that apply at all times, even in the absence of the base of Migdash. These are not halachas that relate to the avoda of Yom Kippur and the base of Migdash, but rather the Pasek that commands us in various places, actually in five different places, the Torah says that on Yom Kippur, you shall afflict yourselves. And of course, this includes a mitzvah not to eat or drink on Yom Kippur. From the fact that the Torah on five occasions commands us that on Yom Kippur, you shall afflict yourselves, Chazal derive that there are actually five pleasurable activities that are forbidden on Yom Kippur, of course, all of this is to bring about the proper atmosphere and mindset for us to receive a kapara and slicha on this great day of repentance and forgiveness. The Mishnah presents the five prohibited activities of Yom Kippur. They are Yom HaKippurim, Asr, Bachila, Vishasiyas. First of all, Yenisim Esnaf Shaseichem forbids eating or drinking. And second, Ubirachitza, washing oneself, meaning washing even a part of one's body for pleasure. If someone's hands, let's say, are a little dirty, is washing that off, that's not included in the prohibition. Ubeasichan, anointing oneself with oil, which was more of a common practice in earlier times. This was also done for pleasure, and forbidden on Yom Kippur. And wearing shoes, meaning proper leather shoes, is forbidden on Yom Kippur. And marital relations... Essentially, Yom Kippur, a man has to consider his wife as a nida. They must abstain from intimacy. And there's a very important distinction regarding these five forbidden activities, and that is that although the Pasik in Emor goes on to say that one does not afflict himself in Yom Kippur, he is punished with the very serious punishment of kares, essentially as a death from Shemayim. That punishment only applies if a person fails to afflict himself through fasting, meaning that if a person eats or drinks a certain amount, as will be discussed in the next mission on Yom Kippur, then he's liable to the punishment of kares. When he engages in any of the other activities mentioned here, will not be liable to kares. There's a dispute among the Rishonim as to whether the activity is, aside from eating or drinking, or even biblically forbidden at all. It's possible that the Jerusha from the fact the Pasuk mentions Venisim five times is an asmachta, just an allusion to what in fact is a rabbinic law. In any case, even according to those who say that the other activities are biblically forbidden, engaging in one of those in Yom Kippur will not make one liable to kares. The Mishnah presents a dispute of Tanayim, whether an exception is made to the prohibitions of either washing or wearing shoes on Yom Kippur. The first opinion says, A king or a kala bride who was married within the past 30 days are allowed to wash their faces in Yom Kippur. For it is a mitzvah for the king to appear beautiful for his subjects. As it says in Yeshaya, Melech b'yafyo techezena inecha. Shall behold the king in his beauty. The king has to appear beautiful. So he may wash his face in Yom Kippur. And the kala, a bride, she married within the past 30 days. Since it is especially important for her to appear beautiful for her new chassan, whom she recently married, she may wash her face on Yom Kippur. And the first opinion here says, A woman who recently gave birth, also within the past 30 days, may wear shoes on Yom Kippur for a chaya, when we just gave birth, 
Now, within the past three days, is considered a chola she'imbos hakonish. She's considered a person who is ill, not life-threatening, but a person who is ill, and the cold might exacerbate her condition. So, first opinion says, she is permitted to wear even your proper shoes on Yom Kippur. Divrei Rebbe Eliezer. These are the words of Rebbe Eliezer, v'chachamim osrin, but the chachamim say that no, there's no dispensation for these individuals. And the halachir is in accordance with Rebbe Eliezer, although the postcom do discuss whether we would apply the permit for a bride to wash her face nowadays, when in any case, her chassan is going to be in shul all day for the Yom Kippur services, so it could be there wouldn't be a dispensation for Kala to wash her face in Yom Kippur nowadays.